You're listening to the Writers Off The Page podcast. Here's your host, writer, reader, journalist, and lover of soy latte, Sinead Maripodi. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for Writers Off The Page, where we chat books, writing, and publishing with those in the know. Sarah Street is a YA fantasy author, born and raised on Gadigal land in Sydney. She has a BA in English and criminology and spends her days amid a horde of books, playing hosier songs to her houseplants and deciding what great body of water to write about next. Her debut novel is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. It's called A Curse of Salt. Sarah Street, welcome to Writers Off the Page. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Now, of course, we're getting, going to get into talking about your book, but at the moment, I can't go past your bio and you playing hosier to houseplants. I need to ask, what is going on? <laughs> it's so funny. That's the first time I've ever heard that read out loud. <laughs> I've ever had to really think about it. I have a lot of houseplants you probably can't see, but they're all along my windowsill. My room is just full of them. And I do tend to listen to a lot of hosier music. So they enjoy that with me. I like to think it's good for their their growth. Look, it must do something. I can't keep a house plant alive. My study has had to move to artificial plants because we were replacing them so regularly that I just gave up. I was like, look, a child, a dog, writing books and work. I was like, plants, something's got to give. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is all I've got going on. And I think they're doing well. So I don't want to change anything. So no new music. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So A Curse of Salt is your debut novel. Congratulations. That's incredibly exciting. I'll get you to tell people a little bit about it. Yeah, of course. Um, Like you said, it's a young adult fantasy novel. It's a Beauty and the Beast retelling set aboard a magical pirate ship. So it follows this 18-year-old girl who has this great love for the sea and she feels sort of bound to land because of her family and they're struggling going through hardships and yeah she really just wants to escape and the chance kind of comes when pirates come crashing into their life and she sort of has to take it upon herself to try and save her sisters um, and ends up amid the chaos of pirates and the crew of this deadly pirate ship so yeah. (laughs) Now am I right that you started this while you were in high school? Yeah that's right I started uh, in my final year of high school so it was right before like our trial exams and something just came over me and I would stay up all night writing this book and getting very little sleep. So it's kind of a miracle that I made it through high school in the end, but this is what came out of it. So, yeah. My gosh, I can't even imagine having the brain capacity or the creativity thinking back to high school to do something like this. I feel like a lot of people, I'm not alone, say that high school's the time where they stop reading or they stop writing because homework, study, the compulsory reading that you've got to do for different subjects mm-hmm. just takes away and you've that's when you started. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I think it does take away a lot of that kind of like joy that we get in reading and I definitely was not reading the way that I used to or the way that I do now at the time, but I think it just got to a tipping point where I was like, I need to do something creative. Like this was sort of my outlet, I think, during that time where, yeah, it it can be a bit hard, but I sort of, yeah, I just needed something to escape. And so (laughs) this is what I learned on, yeah. Do you remember where that first little piece of an idea came from? I don't know exactly where the idea of pirates came from. Uh, I just knew that I wanted to write something like that. I think, like, I've always loved the ocean. Um, But I couldn't tell you where that came from, but I do know when I had the idea of doing the Beauty and the Beast retelling, 
on a pirate ship. I was just like cleaning my teeth. And I was like, oh, I've I've always wanted to write a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And I know I want to write a story with pirates. And it just kind of came to me of like, that is sort of the perfect place to transplant that novel and kind of make it something, sorry, not the novel, the, the fairy tale and make it something new. And yeah, that just came to me. And from then I just was like crazy writing this <laughs> story at all hours of the night. How long did it take you to get that first draft finished? Do you remember? Oh, the first draft, I I was writing obsessively for a while, but that didn't hold up. I, I probably got like halfway through and then I didn't touch it for like six months. So in the end, it ended up being a year from start to finish. But I was definitely on and off. I go through phases of writing a lot really fast and then writing nothing for a while. So yeah, a year altogether for the, for the very first draft, which was a complete mess. But <laughs> So what work went into it after that? Um, after that, I edited it a few times. I definitely left it for a while because it was very big and messy and I didn't know what to do with it. I never really edited a book before. Um, but I came back to it at one point. I was just like, right, something big needs to change. And I just rewrote the entire thing from start to finish. I think it went from third person to first person. And I don't know, I just gave it this whole new like vibe. I can't think of a better word. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did a massive rewrite. And then I think again, I did another big edit, just kind of mixing, messing things around and trying to make it make sense. Um, and then after that, that's when I started querying and found my agent. And obviously we edited it more before it went to my, to publishers. But yeah. Were you doing courses or anything while you were writing or editing? Um, I was studying at university I would say while I was editing with my agent. Um, but yeah, I did one or two creative writing classes. That's really the only writing course I've ever done. And I did really enjoy them, but I think it was more for short form writing rather than novel length projects. So it was a really good um, way to get used to sharing my work with other people and like taking criticism and, you know, learning to give it as well. But yeah, I I never really did like a, a novel writing course or anything like that. You've mentioned a couple of times now that you got an agent. How was that process? Yeah, that was a very interesting process to me, knowing absolutely nothing about the publishing industry and then going, okay, well, how do I get it published? Um, so I did a lot of research about agents and the whole process of querying and everything like that. But my research was predominantly focused on the US because to me, that's where the young adult market was. I just thought it would sell a lot better over there. I've so heard a lot of people did, say that about fantasy as well, that the US is has more of an appetite for fantasy. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, well, it seemed that way to me. Um, my book actually hasn't sold in the US, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> but um, yeah, in Australia, there wasn't too much that I could see of like a path forwards. There's like a few opportunities here and there. But I queried a whole bunch of agents in the US. And during that time, I was on Twitter kind of making writer friends and things. And there was this... Um, at a pitch contest, I think it's called. And I put out a tweet and my agent liked it. And I'd never heard of her before. She's from the UK and she ended up liking it. So I sent a query to her and from there she was really interested. She read it really fast and was just like so passionate about it. And it was so amazing to have found like this perfect person for my book who I never would have found otherwise because I 
didn't focus any of my research in the UK. Um, so it was such a blessing that she found me that way. And yeah, we've been working together now, um, I think two or three years. I don't know. It's been a long process already. But yeah, that was exciting and new for me, definitely. Wow. I'm going to stop you there for a second because while I was doing my little research for this interview, I came across your blog and you've got a fabulous post about your query letter. And I highly recommend anybody listening goes onto your blog to check it out because you actually include the query letter that you sent to your agent, which is always really helpful for anyone who's who's trying to query because it's hard knowing how much to include in a query letter and how not to, I guess, give too much of the book away or not say enough. I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you, what do you think it was about your query letter that stood out? Oh, that is a hard question. (laughs) Or what I guess would be your tips now for writing a query letter. Yeah, I mean, it can be such a daunting process. That's that's definitely why I put mine up there because reading other people's was the most helpful thing for me, like working out how to actually structure the query and how to keep it interesting. I think keeping it short is like the number one thing. I think the shorter that you're able to make your pitch, like the more pitchable that it is, I think that kind of tells you something about how marketable it is. I think for mine, because I have such a sort of high concept premise, you can just put it in a sentence like Beauty and the Beast on a pirate ship. I think that really helped me in that process because it's a lot easier to condense it into that one idea. Whereas for a lot of people, it's a much more complex premise. And so it's hard to pitch it in a way that makes it sound exciting, even if it's a fantastic and really exciting book. So I think having those like big ideas that you can pull out and just put in as few words as possible, I think that is one of the best ways to be able to grab an agent's attention. Um, But yeah, I don't know what else I would advise people really. reading other examples I think is definitely the the most helpful thing for me. You said you've been working with the agent for a few years so once you did sign on with with them was it a full structural edit type process or did they start querying out to publishers straight away? Yeah we did a big edit um, pretty much straight away I think looking back now the draft that got me my agent I'm so grateful to her for signing with me because it's so much messier than it is now um so we did do a big edit and made things just fit a lot better together and cut probably like 10,000 words um and then I I'm not sure if we did two rounds of edits or not but we sent it out to publishers um maybe like six months after I signed with her Um, And that process actually didn't take too long. I think over in the UK, it's quite a lot faster than from what I've heard of friends in America. It tends to be a really long submission process. Um, But yeah, I think within a few months, we were chatting with my editor and had a meeting with her. And then there's the whole acquisition stage and all that other stuff. So we weren't together too long before we found my editor and my publishers. It's just from that point on, then it's been like two years. So (laughs) Were there more edits after that when you got your editor? Yeah, definitely. There's there's always more edits, I think. I think Um, that's what blows everybody's mind because particularly when you say you kind of, I think, resign yourself to the idea that when you start working with a publisher or an agent, there's going to be more edits because all of a sudden you have 
someone who's in the industry in your corner, but then you're like, oh, I've already done all these edits with an agent and here we go again with a publisher. (laughs) It's so funny after doing a round of edits and you get your book to a point you're happy with and you think, I couldn't possibly change anything else. Like what could there possibly be? And then you get someone new reading it and they have all these ideas that just make so much more sense. And you're like, I just, I've read it too many times to be objective and to know what's actually going to help. So yeah, we did a big round of edits again with my editor Um, But then I think after that, it went pretty much straight to copy edits. So it wasn't too long of a process, but yeah, there's always more edits. (laughs) So the two-year timeframe, was that just more of a scheduling thing then? Yeah, I think so. I think they like to slate their releases like a long time in advance. So I signed my contract in like September 2021 I think it was I I, time doesn't make sense to me anymore but it's been a long time (laughs) yeah how have you kept the momentum going for all that time uh just thinking about other things working on other projects I think if this was the only one I had coming I would have probably lost my mind because it has been a really long time but there's probably like a year in there where I just completely forgot about this book and was thinking about the next one or the one after that. So that's what kept me sane because it is a very long process. Uh, the other books that you've been working on fantasy as well? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everything I have going at the moment is young adult fantasy. I would like to breach into adult fantasy one day maybe, but I think for now, young adult fantasy is just so fun to me. I love writing it and, you know, thinking up new premises and stuff. But yeah, my next one, um, which should be coming out next year because it's a two book deal, that one is a young adult fantasy. So it's fairly similar to to my debut. Wow, you've done so well for yourself so early, really, given that this is something you started in high school, you've really gotten onto it quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so grateful like for all the opportunities I've had. I think I've had a pretty easy run of it compared to some people who work at it for so much longer and it's just everything's fallen into place for me so well I think so I'm really grateful for that but yeah. (laughs) So you ended up getting with this book A Curse of Salt you've got a deal in Australia and the UK is it the same version of the book did you have to make any specific changes for each market? Um, yeah, no, it's just the same book. So my publisher, Hachette, um, they are over in the UK, but they have an office here in Australia and they bought World English Rights, excluding the US. So anywhere that they can sell it, I think like South Africa as well or English speaking countries, they have the rights to. So it just happens that Australia is is part of that. And it's lucky they have an office over here. So I have those contacts as well in Sydney, which is nice. Has anything surprised you about the whole process? Oh, I think everything has surprised me. I think publishing is such a enigma. Like it's so hard to know what you're getting into when you first start. Um, yeah, I think every step of the way I've been surprised um, by how long it takes, how much work goes into everything, how many people there are working on your book. Uh, like those people on the other side of the world right now, you know, talking about how to market my book or you know, what to do about covers and everything like that. So yeah, it's just such a huge, long process. I I couldn't tell you what has like surprised me the most. I'll ask you this then, now having gone through it once, 
will you approach anything differently with your second book with edits or or even if you start writing something new is there anything you you've kind of thought to yourself okay I'm not going to do that this time Mm, that's a good question I think uh I'm going to be a lot more proactive in asking for things not necessarily help but just clarity on like what I'm supposed to be doing because I think a lot of first-time authors we go through and we're scared to like ask too many questions because we don't want to be annoying but we also have no idea what's going on so I think like for my next one um I'll have edits coming up soon so I just want to be more clear and like just tell me exactly how to do everything because I don't want (laughs) to be doing it wrong basically um but yeah I think like reaching out to your agent um being more confident with just asking for things or you know not being alone and anxious and not knowing what's going on like I can just send her an email and ask for an update. Um, so yeah, this time I will I will definitely be reaching out to people more, I think. What would be your big advice for people wanting to get into YA fantasy writing, mm. particularly with the intent, I suppose, of getting published? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the first step for any writer is reading a lot and just knowing the market as well because you have to know where your book fits into the market. I mean, there's a space for all kinds of stories but I think through the querying and publishing process it's important to know that you have a readership and know where your book fits into it um because it is a very um what's the word like cluttered market at the moment I think there's a lot of um young adult fantasy stories which is amazing but it can make it hard to you know come up with something new I know there's been a thousand Beauty and the Beast retellings already so (laughs) I'm hoping that mine is kind of fresh enough of a take but yeah I think reading and making friends with other young adult authors or just authors who are in a similar space that's been so priceless for me just like having people to lean on and we're all going through the same confusing you know process together um it really makes such a difference having those people who are in a similar boat to me and also just getting to read books that aren't going to come out for like five years but I know how good they are so (laughs) it's very exciting so you said you're working on a second or a third book now what can we keep an eye out for yeah well I have depending on how much you can say (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I mean my um second book is part of the two book deal so I guess that I'm allowed to say that it exists and it's coming (laughs) um I assume next year will probably be around this time um but that is another fairy tale retelling as well um with some uh characters from the first book but I don't know if I can say who but um it's not a sequel because I've had a lot of people asking about that um so yeah there is no sequel but it's a slightly related book from the same world so hopefully that's something that people will enjoy um and that was like the most fun thing I've ever written so I'm really really excited to get to talk more about that um and yeah the writing process second um second time around faster Uh, Yeah, well, for this one, it was so fast. I don't know how, but I I wrote it in like a month for like um, National Novel Writing Month. Ah, NaNoWriMo, yeah. Yeah, so I did that. And I mean, it was like terrible and really, really messy. But uh, yeah, I wrote it very fast and I've edited it a lot already. um, So hopefully it's in better shape now. 
But yeah, for me, this one has been like the easiest thing to work on. Um, it's probably my favorite thing I've written so far. So yeah, I'm very excited for that to um, be shared with people more. But yeah, that was that was just really easy for me to write that one. Um, I have another young adult fantasy that I'm also working on, which hasn't been sold or anything, um, but hopefully someday. But that one is longer and sort of takes a lot more thinking <laughs> and investment. I think like the whole pirate scene for me is so fun and easy, but doing like a more grounded fantasy and the world building and everything, there's a lot more to it. Um, but yeah, that's also really fun. What's the ultimate goal for you to keep putting out regular books and make it kind of a full-time gig or is it something you're happy doing on the side? Yeah, definitely the goal for me has always been full-time writing. Um, I know that that's a very lofty goal and might take a long time to get to, but uh, there's nothing else that I've ever wanted to do really. So this is sort of it for me. Like I'll work other jobs if I have to, that's fine. But yeah, writing has always been the end goal. So whatever I can do to do nothing else, that that's the dream. <laughs> Well, you seem like you're on the right track already. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Street, thank you so much for your time. The book is called A Curse of Salt. It's out now. Go and grab it. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. And thank you for listening to the Writers Off The Page podcast. Make sure you check out the back catalogue. And while you're there, I'd love it if you left a rating or review. It helps other people discover the podcast. If there's an author you want me to chat to or you just want to say hi, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Shanae Maripodi. That's C-H-E-N-E-E. Thanks for listening. Bye.